Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer and ask him to bless this uh, Bible study. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Let's pray right now. Jesus, Lord, we give you the honor, the glory, God. We ask you, Lord, to speak to us here today. Give us revelation. God, let us be doers of your word and not just hearers only. God, give us uh, an unction. And the anointing, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I want to thank the Lord for allowing us to be here today. It is a blessing to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. I just want to uh, go ahead and go over on an overview of uh, what it is and what we have done and what we covered on leadership, um, character versus ability, which is power. We covered the, those things, which is uh, Joseph and Samson on the power, on the characteristics of a man, of how he's supposed to be uh, a person who is strong, uh, than, stronger than power, uh, he's strong, but yet there's power um, in another individual when he has a strong character. Uh, he has convictions. He has um, um, convictions. His, his heart is right with the Lord. It's better to be a man that has a, a strong character of trusting in the Lord than having strength in a physical way. Uh, people are drawn to the person in a physical way. But uh, more people are drawn to the person that has a character that serves the Lord. Uh, you have to determine which one you want to be, a person that's in a physical way pleasing people, or you want to please the Lord. A good character, Joseph was a good character uh, that pleased the Lord, and Samson was one that pleased men. And uh, those were the first lessons that we went over. Leadership keys was the purpose, was a vision, the principles and the ability. Um, I'm sorry, the potential and the ability and the principles and the values. Your values determine uh, your beliefs. Your beliefs determine your values of how you think. What is it that you actually see? And uh, if you are think that lying is okay, you can have a flaw in your character and think that lying is okay so you don't have to touch that area. You think that cheating is okay. Uh, you think that things are okay. Um, you can have a, a character flaw. We have Tiger Woods that was uh, good discipline. He disciplined as a young kid. He won many championships. Uh, his name is known throughout the world. But he has one character flaw. And uh, that's with women and one of his things was that his character flaw, uh, that will uphold more than what he has accomplished. So you will have to be careful in what you do. Um, and um, here, the, the power of a leader, the leadership, nothing happens without leadership. Nothing changes without leadership. Nothing develops without leadership. Nothing improves without leadership. Nothing is corrected without leadership. And nothing advances without leadership. We need leaders in the house of the Lord. Can you say amen? 
We also went over the characteristics of a leader, uh, to be blameless, uh, also to be vigilant, uh, be of good behavior, um, uh, give to hospitality, and also the apt to teach for you to already be um, a student of learning. Uh, you have to constantly be a student of learning so that you can constantly be giving out to other people. Can you say amen, church? So I want to go over the internal motivations of a person that's in leadership because most people can do it for other things. They can do it for other, um, other purposes. Uh, but I want to go over the internal motivation of leaders. Uh, leaders are grounded. Turn to your neighbor and tell them they're grounded. They have humility. Others are okay in their own skin. Leaders have a purpose and a bigger that, that are bigger than themselves. They have a purpose that is bigger. When a leader is someone who is leading, has a, a desire, a passion. This person has a purpose that is way bigger than himself or herself. Growing is the greatest. Um, growing is the one of the great leaders of growing. They have a hunger that makes them stretch. Uh, a leader doesn't mind failing. A leader doesn't mind saying, "You know what? We failed in this area," because in his in his world. Failing is just one way to continue to make it right. So a person, uh, the growing leader, is little wiser today than he was yesterday. He never stops learning, and he never stops reflecting on he or she, not afraid of change because he knows that growth depends upon it. So I want you to understand that every leader has to know that there has to be change in your life constantly. Can you say amen? With Peter, um, the apostle Peter, uh, his, his life was constantly changing. And he went as one that wanted to be the one in control and in charge to the one that wanted to submit. So it was a constant change in his life. Uh, so much so that he was getting instructions and rebuked at the same time. Can you say amen, church? So, um, he, he is more uh, concerned about getting better than being perfect. A leader is more better, is, 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 uh, he's more concerned with getting better than being perfect at certain things. A leader is someone that is constantly getting to a place where he's learning how to become better in everything that he does. Can you say amen, church? Uh, he's nor, he doesn't, he doesn't really, uh, Mind if you, uh, failure, because I want you to understand that failure is, is one of the powerful things that will destroy your confidence. Uh, he is more concerned about getting, uh, them being perfect and, um, is constantly looking to improve himself and people around him. A leader, whether we have leaders here, is constantly looking to improve himself and to improve other people. Empower them. The more that you empower people, the more confidence that they have, the more confidence they'll be in you. Can you say amen, church? Amen. amen. One of the number one things that I want you to understand, a person um, that fails in certain areas of their life is because they don't have confidence. A person that always 
come short is because they don't have confidence. Um, confidence is uplifting, and it's an uplifting feeling that you have before you know the situation. Has anybody ever been there? Where all of a sudden you feel confident, and then you start looking at the situation, and you're like, oh, wow. So then you're confident in everything that you see. Uh, you're confident in what you can, you can do it. There's some things that are impossible for some people, and they say, with the help of the Lord, we can do it. When you were starting off your company, you would say, with the help of the Lord, I can do it. It was impossible, but you did it anyway because you had confidence that you can do it. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand confidence is the core of a person's actions. If you don't have confidence, then you don't even have confidence to negotiate anything. A person that has confidence is someone who uh, knows about what they can do, how they can do it, and how they're going to react in certain things. A person that has confidence is the core of their actions. If you don't have no confidence, and you don't have, you can't move forward in whatever you're doing. You don't have no confidence in the Lord, let alone yourself, then you can't move forward in what God wants you to do. Because you got to learn how to have confidence in yourself. And not only that, but in the Lord, that God has pulled you out, taken you out, and having more confidence in the Lord that God can do something great in your life. Can you say amen, church? Uh, a sister came to me. A person with confidence is so powerful. A sister came to me one day, and she told me, she came in my office, she said, Pastor, I have a lot of kids, and it's very difficult at work. And uh, I don't know uh, how to, what to say or I don't know what to do. Uh, but the work, the money that I get is very little. And I asked her, well, how much do you get? She said about 600 and something. I said, so what is your, your title? She said, I'm a manager. I do this, I do that, and I do this. And I took that her, and, I, and you can see the insecurity in, inside of her. And I told her, okay, sister, uh, how much are, will you be comfortable getting? And she said, if I could get $1,000 a week, that would be awesome. How many would like $1,000 a week? <laughs> Amen. So she said, oh, yeah, $1,000. I said, okay, this is what you're going to do. I told her, what you're going to do is you're going to go ahead and go to your boss tomorrow, and you're going to call him. First, you're going to call him and tell him you want a meeting with him as soon as you get to work. It's about an hour, so don't get no interruptions. So the moment that you get there, you have a meeting with him. And she's looking at me, and uh, she says, you don't know my boss. I said, no, no, I'm trying to explain to you what you need to do. I want you to go to your boss. I want you to sit down, have a sit down with him, and tell him that you value his company, and you're willing to do whatever it takes, but you can't do it with the finances that you have right now. So you're going to need $1,000 a week. She didn't say nothing. She thought about it, and she said, Pastor, if you're telling me this, then I'm going to do it. So then I looked at her and said, Sister, God's going to do something great in your life. So then she called me the next day after she got out of the meeting, and she said, Pastor, he went ahead and gave me the $1,000, and he gave me some days off also. Listen. When a person has confidence and you exhort that confidence to other people, amen, it is a blessing 
when you have confidence and you can tell people and people will get that confidence and you can see that their faith rises one level higher. So we need to be people of confidence. Can you say amen, church? We need to be people of confidence. In order for us to go ahead and understand where God wants us to be, Paul would encourage the churches. And he would give them confidence and take them to the next level of their spirituality. So we need to be people of confidence. Turn to your neighbor and tell them people of confidence. We need to have people. See, because confidence takes you to another level. Confidence takes you to a totally different level. Have anybody here seen Shark Tank? Anybody see that? You can't, you can't, have, you can't have very little low self-esteem going into Shark Tank. The title alone tells you Shark Tank. You better be awake and ready because there's a shark tank. So I want you to understand that a person that goes into this, in this, um, this episodes of Shark Tank, they go with so much confidence and they believe in what they see and what they have done and the confidence that they have in the product and what they do. And the, and the ones that are the multimillionaires are sitting on the other side and they're actually looking at the product but they're looking at the individual's confidence in the product. So they're looking at the individual and they're saying, hey, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you borrow $250,000, I'm gonna let you borrow a million dollars because I know the confidence that you have in this product. The confidence takes you to another level. Can you say amen, church? This is one of the reasons why we need to have confidence in the Lord constantly and trusting in the Lord because people see your confidence on a daily basis. People see it at the, at the store, at the gas station, at the restaurant. They'll see your confidence in the Lord. Have you ever, have you ever seen somebody walk up to somebody and tell them, Hey, Jesus loves you because they have so much confidence in the Lord that they're willing to share what Jesus has done in their life. And there is no shame. There is no, there is no shame in their life. There is no shortcomings. There is no low self-esteem. They're going to tell them about Jesus Christ. Why? Because they got confidence. Can you say amen, church? It has to be almost the exact same way. You know, one of the confidence killers uh, that we have, if somebody has confidence, I'm, it's so powerful to have confidence because when you have confidence in something, you believe it, people, other people believe it. You have uh, Ezekiel uh, when he started to go ahead and, <laughs> and do the sacrifice and the prophets of Baal were there. And his confidence level in God was so powerful that it was just amazing how he didn't care about what they said, about what they did. They cut themselves from all day long. They prayed. They danced. They did this. They, all kinds of stuff that they did. And he, he had so much confidence in the Lord that it didn't even move them to the point where he said, are you guys finished? You know what? Let my God show you who God is. And then the Bible says that he tells them, okay, put water around it because God's going to consume it with fire. Put water again and put water again. He has so much confidence in the Lord that it didn't matter what anybody else said. It, all he knew is that he trusted in the Lord and put God first. 
And the confidence was going to radiate to even the prophets of Baal. So I want you to understand that your confidence is a tool that you need to have. You can't walk around with doubt. You can't walk around with sadness, confusion. We should be people of confidence. I said we should be people of confidence. Knowing that God has pulled us out and took us to a different level of our lives. Can you say amen, church? So one of the, um, one of the number one things that kills your confidence of a person, whether it's a leader, uh, Timothy, it doesn't matter, is, um, is low self-esteem, low self-image of yourself. Uh, a low self-image of a person is, I don't think I can do it. And if you say that you think you can't do it, then it goes in deeper because you're saying, I don't think I, can, I am. I don't think I am this. I don't think I, I'm, I'm this where the Lord called me because the Lord did call you to become the, the child of the king. He called you to be the woman of God and the man of God. So when you say, I don't think I can do this with low self-esteem with you and you have this attitude of, I don't think I can do it. It goes in deeper saying, I don't think I am. Can you say amen, church? So you have to understand that uh, when you start, when you have low self-esteem, you get so much to the point where you don't even want to negotiate. When you have confidence in yourself, you want to negotiate anything. But when you don't have, you have low self-esteem, you're like, go ahead, go ahead, it's okay, charge me the most, it's all right. They said they're going to charge me this much, so it's okay. You don't negotiate. You don't talk about it. You don't go ahead and say, wait a minute, this is what's going to happen, and this is what you're doing. You know, you got to have confidence in you going in, whatever it is. And this is why when you go to somebody and talk to them about Jesus Christ, you're going to have to have confidence that God did save you, that God did pull you out, that, God, that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That you are a child of the king and you are totally different from what God is doing. You're totally different now. You're not the same. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you're not the same. Can you say amen, church? Amen. So you'll be that much more. You, you have, uh, when you don't have confidence in yourself, you'll be that much faster to quit. Can you say amen, church? You'll be that much faster. Ah, just give up. Let's just give up. Because you don't have no confidence in yourself. So right away, whatever obstacle comes, you just want to give up. And that's not what the Lord called us for. That's why he says, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Because your confidence, your self-image, has to, you have to start looking at yourself the way the Lord sees you. Don't look at yourself the way you see yourself. Look at the way the Lord sees you. The Lord sees you as a child of the king in the kingdom of God with authority, with dominion, with power, with anointing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, that's you. Can you say amen? That is you. You have power. You have anointing. You have strength. You have the ability to keep moving forward. Why? Because you can't do it by yourself. The Bible tells us after that you have received the Holy Ghost, you're going to receive power. So it's God's power, God's anointing, and God's strength that's going to help you to get through. We just need to have confidence in the power of Almighty God. Can you say amen, church?
So I want you to understand that low self, low self image is one of the, the confidence killers that will kill you and will allow you not to move forward in your leadership. It won't allow you to move forward in the position of where you're at as a father, as a businessman, as someone that is a, a leader in church. Uh, they won't allow you to move for, for, uh, uh, further because it's going to be very difficult for you because you see yourself with low self-esteem. And that's not the way God called us. God called us to go ahead and go above and beyond our feelings and our emotions because you do have the power and the anointing. Can you say amen, church? Amen. One of the other ones also uh, of uh, confidence, one of those confidence killers is the, the spirit of fear. Spirit of fear is something that gets a hold of you to the point where it is so difficult for you that you don't even want to try. And when a person doesn't want to even try, they're afraid to fail. So a person that, that's a leader and has confidence, they're going to fail. The person is going to fail. They got to see that in their, in their, um, in their heart and their mind that they're going to fail. And they're going to go ahead and get right back up and keep moving forward to get to the next level. Can you say amen, church? That's the actual key of a leader. That's the characteristic of a leader. I'm going to fail, but I'm not fearful of failing. Can you say amen? As a leader, you cannot be fearful of failing. You can't be so afraid that you don't try anything. And it becomes very difficult for you. I don't want to try this. I don't want to try that because I might fail in the process. You are going to fail. A leader will fail, but he will learn from his mistake. And he will say, I got to fix it this way. And I got to fix it over here. And I got to fix it over there. The, the power. Come on, let's give God a round of applause. It's okay. So I want you to understand uh, people who are confident are not afraid to fail, but people who don't try are constantly afraid to fail. So they're constantly afraid to move forward. They're constantly afraid to, to do something great for the Lord. This is why some of you don't want to be a leader because fear. I'm not good enough. I'm not holy enough. I'm not, I don't have this. I don't have the wording. I don't have this. You know, the Bible tells us for us to go ahead and uh, that we have the strength, we have the power. But for us to go ahead and step out by faith, you're going to have to learn how to step out by faith. God is looking for availability, for you to be available and be used for God's honor and glory. God is looking for a vessel. Just because you have talents doesn't mean that uh, God's going to use you for your talents. Can you say Amen. He wants to use you for your availability and your willingness to change and learn. So I want you to understand, even Satan has a talent, and that's music. Having talents is not it. You're learning how to become the leader and becoming a, a man of God and a woman of God that you're going to fail. You're going to come short of the glory of God, but you get right back up. That's why the Bible says, a righteous man falls seven times, but he shall arise. So you got to continue to keep moving forward in the Lord. It doesn't matter. It's okay if you fail. It's okay if you come short of the glory of God. Come on, let's give God a round of applause.
And this is why the Bible says God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Because fear will stop you from even trying. So the Bible tells us that he, he did not give us the spirit of fear, but power. First, he's giving you power. Power to overcome your own feelings, your own emotions, your own, your own thought pattern of how it's supposed to be. It says power, love, love covers a multitude of sins. So it's supposed to bypass everything that you do, that you, you hold yourself so short and say, man, I did this and I did that and I did this. But love says, hey, don't worry. I got it. Don't worry about it. You got to continue to keep moving forward. Love, God is love. And the love and the mercy of God will bypass all your faults and still use you for his honor and for his glory. Can you say amen, church? And the Bible tells us that he's going to give you a sound mind. Somebody that no longer is crazy, uh, don't have anxieties, not frustrated, mad, all going off on all kinds of other things. He's telling you he's going to give you a sound mind. Understanding that the Lord is giving us this in order for us to go ahead and go to the next level of spirituality. Of ourselves to check ourselves internally to see where we're, our motivations are. What is it that we're doing it and why are we doing it? Are we doing it for other people? Are we doing it for this? You have to understand that God wants to be glorified in everything that you do. Can you say amen, church? Another uh, another. Uh, killer for the confidence is what you think what others what other people think about you because you have more confidence in their opinion than you do of your own you have more confidence in what people think about you than what you do about your own self so you're always on the fear or on the edge what are they going to say what are they going to do how are they going to do it Oh my gosh, uh, how are they going to see me? What are they going to see me like? What are they going to do? What are they going to say here? And what are they going to say there? If you're constantly afraid and you're constantly looking at what other people are doing uh, and what they're going to say, then you're more, you have more confidence in their opinion than you do on your own or what the Lord actually says about you. So then what you're doing is you're more focused on other people instead of being focused on what God says what you're all about greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world so you have more power you have anointing you have god with you and it's okay for you to fail turn to your neighbor and tell him it's okay for you to fail it's okay for you to fail it's okay for you to go ahead and get down on one knee some of you might get down on two and some of you might just fall straight on your face does anybody know what i'm talking about in the house and it's okay to fall straight on your face. Just go ahead and dust it off. Get back up. And say, okay, well, I can't do that no more. Can you say amen, church? <laughs> I can't go there no more. I can't do that. Get back up and keep moving forward. Don't, don't hold yourself with fear. One of the tactics of the enemy that I shared with you the other night was that he wants to stop you and allow you to stay stuck in that area. This is one of the reasons why Adam and Eve were stuck in that area when the Lord came and said, hey, he said, we're naked, I'm afraid. He said, who told you you were, you were naked? Who told you this? 
He said he gave him his he was hiding his his confidence in the Lord had been shattered. And one of the tactics of the enemy is to hold your confidence hostage. Is to hold it hostage. And I want you to understand that when you start holding your confidence hostage, the devil starts holding the hostage. You don't have confidence in the Lord. It's very difficult for you. Amen. You don't know if you're up to par. You know, you don't, I don't want to pray. You know, I messed up yesterday. I messed up the last week. I'm not even worthy to lift up my hands. I got news for you. None of us are worthy. I said, none of us are worthy. We all come short of the glory of God. So none of us are worthy. So you shouldn't be looking at what other people think about you. You shouldn't be looking at what other people are saying about you. As a matter of fact, even Jesus said, look, if, if, they, if they didn't like me, they ain't going to like you. So they're going to talk about you. Turn to your neighbor and tell them they're going to talk about you. You got to have confidence, you know, in what God is doing in your life. You can't allow people just to go ahead and lie to you, deceive you, and manipulate you. You know, when you start having this uh, confidence in other people, you just let people run all over you. You're just like, uh, people will tell you, okay, you got to act like this, like that. Okay, you know, you're just real timid and real shy, and you, you chalk it up for shyness. Can you say amen, church? You chalk it up, I'm shy, I'm really shy. You ain't shy, you just letting them run all over you. Can you say amen, church? When you let other people talk to you and tell everything about you, everything, you start thinking, man, what are they saying? What is he's looking at me? Oh my gosh, he's, that, that sentence was for me. That scripture was for me. Pastor was looking right at me. Can you say, church? Look it, I'm not God. I, I'm just the pastor. And you got to be worried about what God thinks. I said, you got to be worried about what God thinks, not about what the pastor's thinking. I know what I'm telling you. You can't be so uh, engulfed in other people's thinking and what they're saying and how they are and what, oh my gosh, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? And you get so fearful that you can't even move forward in being a leader and where God has placed you at in the first place. Can you say amen, church? So I want you to understand, be careful that um, also the uh, selfishness is, a, is one, of those, um, one of those confident killers. Because when you have selfishness, you have Judas that had more confidence in himself than he did in the Lord. And yet he dwelled with God for three and a half years. He was hearing the teachings that Peter heard. That, that Luke heard, that Matthew heard. He heard everything. He's seen the miracles left and right. But his heart, the motivation inside of his heart was different. It was, it was very different. The internal motivation, it was different for him. He had other stuff inside of his heart. And then all the gospel was on top of all of that. You know, that's why the Bible says that... Uh, King David says, search my heart. See if I have any sin in me. Because you got to get rid of that stuff. You can't put a foundation on bitterness. You can't put a foundation on hatred, on anger, on frustration. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can't put a foundation on that. And this is what happened to Judas. Judas had the foundation 
of the things that he had that was okay for him in his character, that it was okay for him to go ahead and cheat, lie, and connive. So it's okay, not a problem. It is what it is. So in his heart, his mind, he, everything else was built miracle after miracle. Word of God was built upon his heart, and he didn't get nowhere. And this is why it's so important for you to repent on a daily you got to repent on a daily so that you can say, God, search my heart. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to have this hatred, this anger, this bitterness in my heart. And it's coming short of your glory. Can you say amen, church? This is why you got to ask the Lord to help you in everything that you do. I remember so clearly preaching the gospel and everything else and praying people to the Holy Ghost and laying hands and people getting healed. And one day the Lord spoke to me and said, okay, uh, you got to forgive your dad. So then all of a sudden, I'm like, what? My dad's been gone for years. He's, he's gone. In my heart, in my mind, I said, out of sight, out of mind. Can you say amen, church? So I just said, all right, let's just roll. He's not here no more. Let's just continue. But I never dealt with it. I never dealt with dealing with my dad, beating up my mom and and. And everything else that happened in our home, all dysfunctional and everything else, um, an alcoholic. I never dealt with that until I came to the Lord. And years later, the Lord was telling me, okay, you're going to have to go ahead and start dealing with some stuff in your heart. It is not until the Lord told me, okay, you got to drive to his grave site. And you got to stand over his grave and you got to ask him for forgiveness. And I was like, wow. So I drove three and a half hours, three and a half hours one way, stayed there for about an hour, drove three and a half hours back. But because the Lord was dealing in my heart, see, you got to understand, the confidence that you have in the Lord is going to take you to the next level. But you got to get rid of all that stuff that's there in order for you to have confidence, a pure confidence in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen, church? You're going to have so much confidence in the Lord that nothing else matters. What happened with Peter? Peter had so much confidence in the Lord that he stood up against tradition, against religion, against everything on the day of Pentecost. Stood up with boldness, with so much confidence in the Lord and started preaching Acts chapter 2 verse 38 and 39 started preaching, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. He didn't care about if they took them or what they did. He said, man, I'm going to do it for God's honor and God's glory. He wasn't timid and say, come on, guys, let's, let's huddle together and let's figure this out. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, they might stone me, but it's okay. He, didn't, he just stood up in the Holy Ghost, started preaching, started telling them what exactly what they needed to do. He wasn't fearful. He wasn't afraid. He didn't have anxiety. He had so much confidence in the Lord that he just stood up with boldness and preached the gospel, and people started getting converted left and right. Can you say amen, church? That's what you need. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, that's what you need. You need confidence in the Lord. Like nobody's business. Confidence that God can see you through regardless of what comes your way. You know, a lot of people put this COVID thing before the Lord. And let me tell you something. A lot of people need to repent. Because the Lord is the one in control of COVID. 
Uh, I wish I had somebody that understood. Let me tell you something. God is the one that's in control of everything. And the Bible says, it's appointed unto man once to die after this, the judgment. I want you to understand that if God is going to use some of these things or use this for whatever means, then that's what God wants. And I want you to understand, we can't be afraid because we preach the gospel. We preach Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. So if he resurrected, we're going to resurrect. We got to have confidence in the Lord and not be afraid about a disease or something that's going to happen or a sickness that's coming upon us. The devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. For God did not give you the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So I want you to understand that you can go ahead and start having confidence in the Lord that God will go ahead and do something great in your life. The one of the confidence, those confidence killers are low self-esteem, low self-image of yourself. You got to start looking at what the Bible says of who you are. Amen. And the second one is fear. And the third one is what other people think about you. Can you say amen, church? Those are confident killers. Those will kill your confidence so fast that it will suck and drain everything out of you. It will drain you, and you won't have any confidence to trust in the Lord. Can you say amen, church? Amen. Let's go to Psalms uh, chapter 118 and verse 8. The Bible says this. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. The Bible says it's better for you to trust in the Lord. You know, I was reading the, the, uh, the uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. If you can go ahead and change, that, change it to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. And the Bible tells us this. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. Go to the next verse 6. And the Bible says this in verse 6. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Verse 7, be not wise in thy own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. Then he says in verse 8, it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. So I started to study that, and I started to say, wait a minute. The Bible's telling us for us to learn how to trust in the Lord and put God first. And the way that we don't put God first is leaning to our own understanding. That's when we don't start trusting in God. Then he goes on to say, acknowledge him in all your ways. He shall direct your path. But then the eighth verse, if you can put that up, the eighth verse says, it'll be healthy to thy bones and to thy navel. In other words, when you start learning how to trust in the Lord, it takes away the anxiety. It takes away the tumors and any kind of sickness that you might have. I wish I had somebody that understands what I'm talking about. It starts affecting you in a physical form. People start getting depressed and sad and start getting depressed in this area. And they start putting the blinds down and they got COVID and they're separated and everything else. It starts to affect. The enemy comes in really, really sly to try to separate you. And the Bible tells us how great and wonderful it is for brethren to dwell in unity. And I'm here to tell you, in verse 8, it tells us it's going to be a blessing to you in a physical 
in a physical way, an emotional way, and in a healthy way to your bones, to your navel, to everything, to the center of you, that God is going to bless you. You don't have to be worried about sickness. You just got to tell the Lord the same way God, the same way King David told the Lord, Lord, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. I got to have confidence in the Lord like nobody's business. Can you say amen, church? If we have confidence, it's going to radiate to other people. And the confidence that you have, people are going to get and say, man, if, if they can do it, then I know I can do it with the help of the Lord. Can you say amen, church? Let's go to Hebrews chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. It says this, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36 says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So he's saying, wait a minute, don't, don't put aside your confidence in the Lord, because you got a blessing that's coming. Don't give up, because the blessing is right around the corner. You have the tendency to give in to your confidence of the Lord. But don't give in because the blessing and the promises are around the corner. And you just got to wait. Can you say amen, church? The Bible also says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. He said, don't be afraid of the things that are going to come your way. And even you slipping and falling, don't be afraid of all of that. It says the Lord's going to be your confidence. The Lord is the one that's going to see you through. Not your, not your wife, not your husband, not your kids, not anybody else, not the pastor. It's the Lord that's going to be your confidence. Can you say amen, church? You got to learn to trust in the Lord and put God first in everything that you do. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give God a round of applause. Philippians, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 5 and 6 says this, For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So we have to learn to be confident in the calling that we have been called in. And when we are confident in the calling, brother and sister, you can go to work and people will see that confidence. They'll say, hey, how come you're so happy? Why are you, why are you whistling? Why are you loving the Lord? Why do why you always have a smile on your face? You're going to tell them because Jesus is my confidence. Jesus is my everything. Without the Lord, I wouldn't even be here today. It's because of God's mercy and God's grace that I'm here today. Come on, somebody give God a round of applause. It's okay. You gotta have confidence in the Lord. You gotta have trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the Bible says to commit your ways unto the Lord. Commit everything that you have. Don't just commit a little bit. Commit everything. The Lord didn't commit halfway to you. When he went on the cross, he did not commit halfway. He didn't say, I'm only gonna go halfway for this brother or this sister. Can you say amen, church? This is why you shouldn't commit halfway. You need to commit all the way for God's honor and glory. 
And regardless of what comes your way, you have confidence in the Lord. This is why Paul said, look, one thing that I'm, that I'm, 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 I'm putting behind me. He said, these things I'm forgetting, but this one thing I'm pressing forward. The confidence that Paul had in the Lord is so powerful that his words alone encourage you to say, man, I'm going to keep pressing forward for God's honor and God's glory. It's not a passive way. It's not a, a passive thing. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know where the Lord's going to do. Paul was confident. And he said, man, one thing, I'm forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for those things that are ahead. He said, I'm going to have confidence in the Lord. I'm putting God first in everything that I do. One of the chapters talks about how much he even suffered. He died. He suffered. They beat him. They stoned him. He was in hunger. He said, even my own countrymen burned me. He said, everybody was coming against me. But hey, I'm just trusting in the Lord. And I'm putting God first. I got confidence in Jesus. And I'm going to do whatever God wants me to do. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm closing already, but let me tell you something. If you are going to start learning to trust in the Lord and be a leader for somebody else, you're going to have to be a bridge. The bridge from the church to wherever they're at. The bridge to God, the bridge to the Holy Ghost, baptism in Jesus' name. You're going to have to be the bridge. And I'm going to let you know, in you being the bridge, you're going to get walked on. You will definitely get walked on. People will use you. People will abuse you. But don't ever forget what your purpose is in the Lord. And the confidence that you have in the Lord. Let me tell you something. People have uh, did things. I, I told them, okay, I'll give you this money, or I'll do this, or I'll do that. And they turned around and used it for something else. I'm not going to go ahead and stop the other person that wants to be a, I want to be a blessing to that person. I have confidence in the Lord. I don't have confidence in the people. If another person comes, I'm going to bless them and I'm going to help them. There's a saying that I say, that I say, um, you know, uh, the saying that I usually say is it doesn't matter uh, what you do keep doing good because they're going to they're going to mess you up anyway so why even continue why stop why even stop why just keep doing it unto the lord that's why the bible says whatever you do in word or deed do it all into the name of the lord you ain't got no business doing it to somebody else you ain't got no business doing it to a person doing it to that individual this is why when jesus said whatever you know one of the scriptures say Whatever you do, when you fed, you fed me, I was in prison. Uh, you visited me, you fed me when I was hungry. When I was naked, you clothed me. And you know, the Bible says that they told Jesus, Jesus, when did we feed you? When did we visit you in prison? He said, when you did it to one of the least of these, you did it unto me. He's saying, so when you go and hug somebody or you tell them about Jesus and you, and you start sharing some stuff with them, it changes your attitude. It changes your heart because it's, it's what Jesus upholds the most for you to have a, a character, for you to have this confidence in the Lord that you're not hugging that person, but you're hugging Jesus. He said, whatever you do to them, you've done it unto me. Can you say amen, church? 
you hug that person, when you talk to them, when you bless that person, you're not doing it for the person, you're doing it unto the Lord. And you're letting God get all the honor and the glory. When we start focusing on that, God is going to open doors for you like never before. You'll be so confident in the Lord that it doesn't matter what comes your way. You're going to trust in the Lord regardless of what happens in your life. Come on, somebody give God a round of applause. It's okay. Amen. You need to have the internal motivations of a character. And that is to go ahead and please the Lord regardless of what happens. You've got to search your heart. See if you have something in there. If you do, you need to pray, ask the Lord to, to repent, get it out of there. Okay, ain't going to do you no good. you got to ask the Lord to help you, give you strength, and repent and start doing it all over again. And do it unto the Lord. Don't do it unto anybody else. Don't do it unto anybody else. Do it unto the Lord. And God is going to bless you confidence in the things of the Lord God's going to take you to the next level can you say amen church amen let's give God a round of applause amen God bless you let's all amen turn to your neighbor and tell him you need to have confidence Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you.